This is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Peter provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg. Hello and welcome back to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. My name is Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. If you like more information about what you hear during the show today, give us a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us online at theivag.com. And while on the website, click on the podcast page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And as always, please don't hesitate to reach out with any questions that you may have, or if you want to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting, we can do that as well. You know, when you're saving money, uh, it's very likely, you know, you're saving it for a particular goal. And what goes with that goal is how long do you actually have to save money for? And that kind of brings us to saving on a a financial time horizon, because how long you have to save money for a particular goal is going to dictate how you actually save that money, what vehicles you're going to use, what type of risk you're going to take on. And today I just want to talk about that concept, right? Figuring out what your time horizon is for saving money and then figuring out where and, and what vehicles you might want to use to get towards your particular goal. But before we do that, I want to welcome my co-host, Tony. Tony, how are you today? Well, on today's episode of the Ivy Retirement Podcast, Peter and Tony put together a playlist. <laughs> yes, our listeners missed that before yeah. we started the podcast. And we've Oops. decided the, the first song uh, because uh, today's episode is Do You Know Your Financial Time Horizon? And when he was telling me what he wanted to call it, he said, do you? And I just completed the sentence by saying, know your way to San Jose. Of course, I sang it. I'm not going to sing for you now, although my, what a lovely singing voice I do have. So the first song on our playlist today is Do You Know the Way to San Jose by Dionne Warwick. And uh, you Uh said, actually, we should precede it by Route 66 by Nat King Cole or follow it route 66 correct yes i think those should be the first two songs but i also think it's a great idea not to subject our listeners to our singing voices yeah are we gonna have any songs on this playlist that are from this century is the my question (laughs) doubtful doubtful (laughs) uh and i think that's probably also a good thing for our listeners not to have them listen to any modern uh music sung by the two of us yeah you don't want to hear romstein's das house by either of us yeah no 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 acdc today for the kids all right well (laughs) you know you said financial time horizon which always makes me think of science fiction movies like event horizon i like the sound Mm. of that um but seriously when it comes to moving forward with the financial strategy i think it makes a lot of sense uh because everybody has a different time horizon and uh franklin roosevelt i'm gonna throw out a roosevelt quote here Um, He said, we've always held to the hope, the belief, the conviction that there is a better life, a better world beyond the horizon. And I like that one. Also, it reminds me of a Hunter S. Thompson quote where he said, call on God, but row away from the rocks. There you go. Well, (laughs) what do you think? 
the, the FDR quote that comes from one of his fireside chats. So yes. I think the same one where the he made the quote about fear, nothing to fear but fear itself. Yeah. So that was the follow up to it, and I like it. You know, it's a it, it's true, and and the goal of financial strategy, right, is to save towards a particular thing, whether it be a, a new house or retirement next egg, ultimately to have a better life, right? right. To, to have that pot of money to to be able to afford what you want, to be able to have the lifestyle that you want. But remember, you know, this is all about a time horizon, right? So we're going to use investment time horizon or time horizon as we talk. But essentially what that means is it's a period of time that one expects to hold that investment, right? Hold that pot of money until they need it, right? Until they need to use it. And there are a number of different um, time frames, And we're going to kind of look at three of them, right? The short term, medium term, and long term and what that exactly means. Well, I think these examples are, are helpful. So what do you have to say about those three time horizons you were talking? Yeah, so the the longer the time horizon, right? Generally, the more aggressive you can be with um, how you're going to invest that, right? And a financial service professional is the perfect person to talk with about exactly what type of vehicles uh, you might want to use. So the longer you you're going to hold that money, you can take more risk and you can be more aggressive. The shorter time horizon, right? Something you may need in a shorter period of time, let's say less than uh, uh, less than a couple years, you don't want to take on a lot of risk and you want to make sure that um, it's going to be pretty liquid and available to you when you need it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, certain money uh, needs to be in a bucket that's liquid, uh, and so you can access that when you need it. That's true. Um, now, when it comes to short-term time horizons, what kind of investments are we actually talking about here? Yeah, so a short-term horizon is generally one that's probably some some sort of pot of money that you need uh, in less than five years, okay? And these are going to be geared towards those who are, let's say, nearing retirement or may need a significant chunk of money sooner rather than later. So you're oftentimes going to use uh, a money market, a savings account, a CD, short-term, uh, short-term bonds maybe. Those are all different vehicles that you could use um, for short-term. Now, the, the liquidity, right, the ability, to liquidate those funds and have them quickly uh, is the is the upshot and the reason they're short term. The trade off there is you're not getting a lot of return, right? Any of those items I just listed are not known to get a, a high percentage, even you know even in a raising rate environment, you're not getting a lot of return. So it's a trade off, right? You're trading off the liquidity uh, for you're trading off to get the liquidity and not get a lot of uh, return on them. Ah, okay. So there is a trade-off there, and I think uh, this is good because hopefully the number of options people have for short-term horizons will remind them that, hey, even though you may be nearing the end of your career, you still have opportunities to build your wealth. So uh, what are some of the options for a medium-term investment horizon then? Sure. So we classify medium term needing something, you know, roughly, you know, 10 years out, maybe three to 10 years is a good way to look at it. Right. So this is stuff uh, saving for college, saving for a wedding, uh, maybe saving for your first home. Here you can take on a little bit more risk. Right. So you may want to risk uh, a mix some high risk and low risk assets. So maybe part of it is still going to be in a money market, but you carve out a little bit more um, and put it into stocks and bonds that, uh, yes, they're going to go up and down in value, but ultimately, uh, you know, the, the return is, is very likely going to be better. Okay. And I guess this brings us to the one everybody's probably been waiting for long-term <laughs> horizon. What's the scoop there? 
Yeah. So this is this is uh, investments that you're money you're putting into investments for a much longer term. And for most people, this is going to be retirement. Right. And this is something that's going to be 10, 20 or even longer, uh, longer period forward. So for me, for example, my retirement's about 25 years away. That's my longest term investment. And uh, because of that, I'm uh, at my age, I'm willing to take on more risk. Right. Because I have a lot more time um, for that money to go and work in, in more risky assets assets because over time, um, uh, I will be in a place where that money will have grown significantly and I don't need to tap into it today. So even though it may go down for a year or maybe lower for a year, that's okay. I'm not going to be using it next year for its intended purpose. Its intended purpose is, is 20 years down the road and it's going to grow continually over that time. So a long-term investment is one of those, uh, you know, again, is, is for most people going to be retirement and it's one that you can take on a lot of risk. Now, it you may also, for that risk, you're, you're dealing with the ups and downs, you're also doing it the fact that it's probably not as liquid as some of your other funds, right? You're going to put it in different vehicles that either there's going to be a penalty for taking it out or it's going to cost you tax money, right? That's the trade-off there. Um, you're using those vehicles for a higher return, but it may not be as liquid um, as some of the other uh, medium or short-term f- uh, investment funds are. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so you've broken down short, medium and long term investments here. Uh, But why don't you tell us uh, why horizons and time horizons are important as part of a financial strategy? Well, because everyone, you know, in our firm, we actually split them in the buckets, right? You have a short term, a a medium term and a a long term bucket. But the truth of the matter is most people are going to have multiple uh, pots of money and each one of those pots are going to have a different goal. And it's not it's a uh, it's not a one size fits all. Right. You don't want to put your short term savings into long term vehicles um, or something that has a lot of risk because that might be money that you need down the road. So, you know, developing a plan and overall savings strategy strategy uh, that that takes into account that you're going to have a need to save money both on a short term or both on a short term, medium and a long term basis is huge Um, in the vehicles. The investment vehicles that you're going to use for each of those buckets are going to be very different from each other. Um, And it can get confusing if it's not, you know, your area of expertise. But uh, working with financial service professional in coming up with investment strategy and income strategy um, and a tax strategy is is going to be uh, very beneficial to you saving towards the goals that you want to get to. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. So if our listeners out there want to make sure they have a plan in place uh, that covers their short, medium, and long-term horizons and goals, how can they get a hold of you and set up that consultation? Yeah. Great question, Tony. So our number is 866-360-2724, or you can visit us visit us online at the IVAG.com and we can sit down, have that conversation about, again, income strategy down the road for retirement, saving strategy today and into the future, tax strategy, all those pieces, creating a holistic plan that's going to meet all your financial goals um, is what we would start talking about and, and develop from there. Sure. Well, uh, this has been a great show so far. You've been talking about investment time horizons and how they can help us achieve our various financial goals. And you've broken down short, medium and long term. So what's next? Where do we go next with this conversation? 
Well, Tony, I think the the next uh, logical place to go is risk, right? Because I've kind of alluded to it when we talked about the different time horizons, investment horizons here, right? That risk is going to play an important part, and risk and your time horizons go hand in hand. So it's uh, probably a good time to talk about some of the bigger risks that um, savers are going to run up uh, against and maybe how to deal with that as time goes by. Well, sure. And I think discussing risk is a good idea. I have no doubt that a lot of our listeners out there worry about the risk, especially right now when they see the markets doing what they are. I mean, we're in bear market territory now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we'll talk about market risk here in a second. But the first one I want to touch upon is another one that's in the news quite uh, significantly is inflation risk, oh, right? Yeah. You, you know, it, it, we're kind of in a situation where you're darned if you do, darned if you don't, right? You could be plugging your money into a savings account, but inflation's at 8%, right? So there's that risk that every year your purchasing power is going down based on the inflation rate. So this year, your purchasing power of $1 has been reduced now to 92 cents, right? It's been reduced by 8%. And so that's a huge risk. We want to be able to put money someplace that is going to hopefully keep up with the inflation rate. And even if it doesn't, right, even if your your investment, regarding regardless of the time horizon, even if your investment gets 6%, inflation is at 8 at least you're only down 2 right? You're, you're uh, ahead of the game somewhat. And and let's hope over time here we can get the inflation rate down to put it into a positive territory. But that's a huge risk. If you're saving money for an item down the road, that, that item or that goal very likely is going to continue to increase with, with inflation, right? Whether it's college, whether it's a car, whether it's a house, and even retirement is going to get more expensive. While the dollars you're putting in today are not going to have the same purchasing power down the road because of inflation. So we have to be very cognizant of that and, and look at ways to to deal with that inflation and and, um, anticipate it down the road. Yeah, that's huge because like you say, you can't go to a financial news site right now without seeing a huge amount of articles about inflation. I mean, topics don't get much more timely than that. Yeah, well, it's, you know, inflation hasn't really been much of a conversation for, you know, 30 years. Right, Um, it's been low for for a long time. It's been relatively low for a long time, and now all of a sudden we're back to you know eight percent, nine percent, and there's even some people talking by the end of this year we could be double digits, um, which is which is you know pretty shocking for a whole lot of people. You have to remember there's two generations out there, including my own. I'm a millennial, right, at the leading edge of that generation who has no experience with inflation. So, you know, it's a risk that isn't really hasn't been talked about nor experienced by a, a large portion of the younger part of the population. So it's certainly something to think about. Yeah, that's true. So uh, what's the next one you want to cover? Yeah, well, it's uh, it kind of goes with the inflationary risk, right? When you have inflation, the other p- fear is you have interest rates that are going to go up, right? Because that's yep. usually one of the, we talked about this on a previous podcast, but that's one of the huge policy tools that the Federal Reserve, our central bank, essentially uses to try to crush uh, inflation is they raise interest rates, which is great in one aspect, right? Because if your money's parked in a, a savings account or a CD um, or a money market, over time, those the rates on those accounts 
bonds are going to go up. The risk is for those of people um, that are using bonds or investments that are based on bonds, right? Um, as interest rates go up, bonds that currently exist in the, the market have already, that have already been issued, their value is going to go down. So if you've been using those types of vehicles, which a lot of people do for, let's say, medium uh, time horizon investments, they use bonds because they get a better return, but not as much risk as, let's say, a stock. Sure. As interest rates go up, all of a sudden the value of their assets go down. Yeah, it's so bonds aren't worth as much when the interest rates go up. That's exactly right. And so that's a concern. And so now you're getting beat up with inflation. And if you're using a bond, you might also be getting beat up because they're trying to raise the interest rates because of inflation. So it's it's a perfect reason why you need to make sure you're not just investing in one particular asset class. You need to be diversified across a, a number of different areas. Yeah. And something else I've noticed lately are, are a number of news stories about businesses actually going under and you know, sometimes it's the mom and pop restaurants or local stores, but other times we've seen struggles from fairly large businesses and companies. So where does that fit into all of this? Yeah, that's a that's a great uh, point, Tony. And it's been a rough road since the beginning of COVID, right? We, we started with COVID, lockdowns, decrease in business, and we've rolled out of that now into an inflationary environment, which impacts business quite significantly, um, and probably going to be rolling into a recession as well because of inflation and raising rates. And so that's put a lot of pressure on, you know, uh, businesses across the board, whether it's mom and pop, whether it's, you know, your Fortune 500s. And a, and a lot of them uh, are going to uh, succumb to that pressure. They may close and that's a risk for your your money, even if they don't close and they have to downsize or they have to enter you know, bankruptcy protection or any of those types of things because the economic, the environment has become hostile is going to affect the value of, of their stocks, the value of their bonds. And if you're using those vehicles for your saving, uh, saving strategy, medium and long term, then it's going to have a negative impact on that. So again, making sure you're understanding, first off, understanding what's in your your uh, saving strategy, and two, how to make to mitigate some of these risks is very important. Well, yeah, and that's what you do, right, Peter? I mean, that's a big part of why you need a financial services professional, a financial advisor and planner to help mitigate risk. That's what you help your clients with. And, you know, I think a lot of times we think that, hey, because of technology, our society and economy, you know, they're changing constantly. So, it strikes me that diversification is definitely the way to go here. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket. Well, I didn't say that. That's a common <laughs> saying, but it's, yeah. it's a good, yeah. but it's a good rule of thumb, right? And and as I mentioned, you have uh, default risk, you have market risk, you have all these types of risks all dictated about what's go outside of your control. A lot of times, right? You're using these investment vehicles, uh, and you're you're doing your research, or you have a financial service professional who's going to advise you based on their knowledge. Uh, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of external forces that you don't have a lot of control over that are going to affect your your saving strategy, whether it's for short, medium, or long term. So you need to make sure that not only are you 
um, meeting your goals for saving, but you're mitigating as many of the risks as you possibly can, right? You're using different uh, vehicles that still have good potential upside yet, you know, protect you to the downside so that if something significantly happens with the value of a stock or bonds and, and all of a sudden we're in a bear market like we are right now and everything's down 20 or 30% when all said is done, you don't experience that. Those, those types of vehicles and tools exist. Um, you need to make sure that you're availing yourself of them and all your different saving strategies so that uh, when when inflation, when market risk, when uh, raising rising interest rates impact you negatively, those that negativity can be mitigated the best uh, out of your saving strategy. Sure. Sure. And uh, so uh, you mentioned earlier we were going to talk about market risk. We've covered a couple of other types of risk. Uh, but what about market risk? I mean, right now the market is extremely volatile. Yeah, I mean, I could go. Uh, there's not much. <laughs> uh, there's not much to say about market risk because a lot of people are experiencing it right, 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 <laughs> right now, right, right. right? It, it was one thing. Uh, you know, six months ago, I could kind of talk about the potential market risk, and people brush it aside and said, "Oh, the market will always go up." But here we are in the middle of uh, uh, true economic headwinds, right? We talk about the inflation and rates and all those types of things, and, and now we're dealing, we're seeing the the true. Uh, impact of the risk that exists when you invest invest in the market, right? The the market doesn't always go up, you know. On average, annually, historically, yes, it has gone up, and that's why it's a great uh, uh, the vehicles that make up you know the market risk area, right? Stocks, bonds, those types of things. If you're investing on the long term, that's where to be because historically, you know, it is going you're going to end up in a better place than where you started over the long term. Unfortunately, what happens here is there are going to to be dips on that event, you know, as time goes along, and some of those dips can be significant. And so, if you are using your pot of money, uh, if you're invested in these things, and your pot of money is for the short term, and all of a sudden, 50% of its value has been wiped out, and you need to. Uh, tap into that in six months, then clearly you didn't weigh the risk versus reward of using those vehicles for a short-term goal. Um, you know, market risk exists in any sort of investment uh, that you make in a in a company, in a whether it's their stock and their bond, you need to understand where things are in the, in the macroeconomic world to figure out, okay, now's the time to enter the market and, or the time to get out of it based on the risks that are present. Sure. And it reminds me, talking about market volatility uh, makes me think of the great Pirates of the Caribbean quote, one of my favorites. You best start believing in ghost stories. You're in one. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's timely, right? <laughs> you to talk about market risk. I do. Absolutely. That's a great movie, by oh, the way. You um, best start believing in ghost stories, Miss <laughs> Turner. You're in one. <laughs> you sound just like him too, Tony. I, I know. Um, but you're right. We're in it. We're, we are seeing the the right now the true risk of being involved in the markets. And man, if you can't stomach it, then it, it you know it's a perfect time to have a conversation with a financial service professional so that they can explain to you ways to mitigate that risk out of your overall saving strategy. Right. Right. That's uh, that's huge. And so uh, obviously. Uh, market risk is a one of the bigger <laughs> parts of the risk right now. Anyway, we covered a lot of different types of risk you need to be aware of. So I, I want to put you on the spot and ask you to tell us what we need to be considering when figuring out what our financial time horizon is. How do we set these goals? It's going to essentially the the bottom line is figuring out 
how soon you're going to need that money, right? Um, so if you're saving for something that you need in less than three years, that's a short term, That, in my view, that's a short term goal and you should be positioned that way. If it's a medium term goal, three to 10 years, then we can add a little bit more risk, but we still wanna be careful, right? Because 10 years creeps up pretty quickly. Um, if it's a long term goal, then hey, you can take a lot of risk uh, if you're comfortable with it because you may, you're not gonna need that money for 20 or 30 years. Uh, and the likelihood, uh, uh, you know, these dips in the market, for example, are going to smooth themselves out over a, a two or three decade period of time. So it's really about when you need to access the money um, for whatever goal you're saving to that's going to dictate your time horizon and then dictate the risk that should be present in that bucket of money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's that's a good point, obviously. So. Uh, time horizons are obviously important, but it sounds like they can be a little tricky, right? Um, you've talked about financial services professionals. We've mentioned that throughout the show, but I just want to say again, clearly that you should not go it alone to figure out your own personal financial time horizon. Uh, you need to work with an experienced financial services professional to, to really define your ideal uh, time horizon because they're all different. Everybody's situation is different. Um, uh, put an advocate in your corner. Don't go it alone, right? Yeah, absolutely. And look, as I said, everyone's going to have uh, different it's going to have multiple time horizons for multiple different buckets of money, right? Because you're going to be saving, very likely saving for different things at different times over the course of over your lifetime. So it's important to make sure you sit down with a, a someone who has your back, right? An advocate that's going to say, okay, here are the different buckets of money. Here's where you probably should put them for the different reasons and the different risks. And also, they can also work together. You know, these buckets don't have to necessarily be siloed. They can overlap and do different things. And, and sitting down with financial service professional, they will be able to show you how to layer these strategies so that ultimately you are avoiding the risks, some of the risks we talked about, and also that money's growing to get to the eventual goal that you, uh, that you're pursuing. Sure. Yep. That's, a, that's a big one, right? I mean, uh, that's yep. huge. So, and that's exactly what you do and how you've been helping your clients. So before we go, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and set up that complimentary consultation. Yeah, thanks, Tony. So if you want to sit down and, and have these conversations about uh, saving strategy, time horizon, how to mitigate risks as best as we can out of your portfolio, um, whether short, medium, or long term, um, give us a call, 866-360-2724, or visit us online at the IVAG.com, and we can sit down and schedule an appointment. All right, sounds good. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of the Ivy Retirement Podcast with our host, Peter Loffenberg. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Peter Loffenberg at the Ivy League Advisory Group. Call 866-360-2724 or visit them online at theivag.com. 
Investment advisory services offered through the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC. Hilton, New Hampshire, 866-360-2724. A registered investment advisor registered in the state of New Hampshire and Vermont. Peter Laufenberg and the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.